guys. Now, there's going to be a bunch of different series that are going to be on every single episode. So you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to get spoilers. You're not going to get all that. You're just going to, like, listen and find out. But really what that is, it's a cabana, guys. Everything and anything can be under there. So conspiracy theories, sports, life, lifting, anything, interviews with my friends or professionals, whatever it is, you guys are going to find it out here. All right. So tune in every single week to get out new content, new little things, new little quips, all that kind of stuff, all goofing around on YouTube and everything like that. So please tune in, guys. We're gonna have a great time. But today is a really special topic. One of the things that well, blew my mind when I first heard about it, and it still to this day blows my mind because it is just absolutely prolific. All right, so sit back, relax, and um, enjoy. Now, today we're going to be talking about Elisa Lamb. Now, for those of you who don't know, okay, it blew everyone's mind that this even happened. Now, today we're going to be going into who Elisa was what she kind of encapsulated for everybody, what the Cecil Hotel is, and a couple of different theories are surrounding her death. All right. So let's start with the Cecil Hotel. Okay. The Cecil Hotel is the place of which Elisa Lamb was found dead. All right. Now, this place is on Skid Row. All right. It is probably the worst place you could live. Now, Skid Row is essentially in California. It's a absolute shit show of an entire place. And I don't care what anyone says, I'm going to say it, it's a fact. So if you're going to just deny that, that's fine. But regardless, okay, it's just a shit show. And this is where this hotel was on. This hotel was named to be haunted. It's named to house serial killers. And the one, a big prolific one was uh, Richard Ramirez. He was the uh, Jack Unterweger, Weger, Weger. I, don't, I don't know what it was, and fuck him. But uh, regardless, dude's a scumbag. But he was at the Cecil Hotel. All right, that's where he was. He's on the 13th floor. He does play a bit of a part into this, but we'll see how it goes, and you'll see what I mean as we get along with the whole kind of progression of this podcast. Now, the Cecil Hotel is kind of your average hotel. It was meant to be this really extravagant, really nice hotel, but when you put it into a place like Skid Row and that kind of area in uh, L.A., you're kind of screwed. You're screwed. You're just screwed. And it's kind of sad to see, but it's just turned into a shit show. Now, the person at the time who was the manager of it was Amy Price, okay? She becomes a bit of a big person in this whole case, but we'll get into that a little bit uh, later. However, she tries to be really professional about this place, kind of amp it up, make it look nice, kind of, you know, make it a hotel. But the thing is, is the hotel is connected to this work order of which people on the street or the homeless should be able to live there for low cost or free or help them out, get them in, get them out, whatever it is, whatever they need. That's what they're supposed to do. That's their whole thing to the state. So this becomes a problem when they want to move the location, do certain things, kick them out, get more money from them. So it really adds to the whole aspect of this whole place. Now, Elisa Lamb found her way into this hotel. She is a young girl from Canada who had a bit of a rough upbringing, but however, she decided to go venture and check all this out. So she goes to this place called the Cecil Hotel, and that is the last place she will ever check in at. Now, that was hella dark. However, we're going to get darker. Um, 
So as we're going along with this whole story, keep in mind, you know, it's a theory. I'm not a conspiracy nut. I'm just some stupid 20-year-old who's in college that likes to talk about this stuff. And you're sure probably going to hear me talk about things that are wrong, things that I missed. Just keep that in mind. Bit of a disclaimer, four minutes into the show. There you go. Um, but she finds her way into this hotel. And the reason everyone found out about this is the prolific video of her in the elevator. I'm going to put it somewhere in the video. So those of you who are on Spotify or Apple Music, whatever it is, I'll describe it to you. But for those of you who are on YouTube, check it out. Now, in this video, you're going to see Elisa Lam in an elevator. She's pressing all these buttons. She's going a little wild. And you're like, Elisa, what are you doing? Just leave the elevator, run away, get out of there. But she doesn't. She looks like she's on drugs. She looks like she's opt up on something. She's possessed. Or someone's chasing her. And that's what people think is the more viable option. Excuse me. So as we're kind of going through all of this, she is, her hands are just like doing this weird like little cracking thing like it's just like her hands are doing all this weird stuff and she keeps going in and out of the elevator like searching for people going back and forth looking around and you're like what are you doing just run run get out of there scream i don't know do something but some of those that are holding her back she was that scared that terrified i get that there's a fight and flight response but who knows but this video made everything viral it went nuts the the lapd released it out to the world because they're like, help us find this girl. This is the last known video of it. But the video had some things that people were starting to pick up on. And these people are called web sleuths. Now, web sleuths are people who obviously aren't connected to the LAPD. They're not connected in any way to the Department of Criminal Justice, anything like that. They're just people like you and me who are going to do some intensive digging because they have nothing else to do. Just joking, but it's true. Um, however, with these people, they... Find out that if you look at the timestamp on the video, which you guys can see, it it's like totally jumble jarred. You can't see anything. You can't see the timestamps. You can see a foot on the bottom left of the... I'm getting goosebumps right now. I don't know if you guys can feel where I'm at, but I'm getting goosebumps. You can see on the bottom left corner of the video, you can see there's like a, there's like a foot or something moved. I don't know if it's her foot or whatever it is, but... The whole point of this is she just goes missing for like 19 days. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. Probably quote me on that. I'm probably wrong. I'm also an idiot, but here we are. But for 19 days, that was the last video anyone saw of her. Now, everyone is just kind of like, what the fuck's going on? What should we do? How can we help? But all it did was make more of a problem. Because you have people trying to help out, but you also have people trying to hurt. It's the same thing when someone's like, hey, you know... You're sad, let's go on a night on the town, and then you do, and then you end up in a ditch and the police officers just waking you up and it's six in the morning. So they're trying to help, but they fucked you up and now you have a DUI. What are you gonna do? However, <laughs> as this is all kind of transpiring, um, people are finding out that there are some backgrounds to all this. Now, one of the theories is that it's haunted, right? I do believe in ghosts at a certain aspect, you know. I'm not like Zach, uh, the guy from uh, that uh, that ghost hunting show. I'm not like him. However, it does prove to be somewhat sufficient that, you know, she could be possessed. There's so many deaths. Right in the beginning of the one documentary on Netflix, you have Amy Price, who's the manager. like, when I was first shown this hotel and I was taking over, he was telling me about like 80 deaths. Like, this room, this room, this room, death, death, suicide, murder. 
it's just, it's a place where, and as she said, and I quote, it's a place where serial killers and bad people let their hair down. And this is a place that Elisa Lamb found herself in. So as this is all kind of encapsulating, you have the aspect of one, the person that they thought it was. Now, his name is Pablo Vergara. I do feel bad for him because in the end, it really wasn't him. But everyone was like, you have this metal guy who is singing all these songs about death and murder and everything like that. But it, it's just, it's a thing. You know, you're not going to blame Ice Nine Kills for killing his mom. You're not going to blame Eminem for raping his mom. Sorry for the vulgarity, but like, you know, my mom loves Valium. Like, come on, guys. Like, it's just, that's just how it is. And he did have some suggested videos that I would argue could be an aspect of him wanting to kill somebody, right? But the thing was is the web sleuths found him, blew up his stuff, changed his entire life for the worst. And it turns out he was in Mexico for this entire period. He was there for almost 10, 12 months. So you now have this aspect of him ruining a guy's life. Could he have been the killer? Probably not. He has actual stamps on his passport for traveling to and from L.A. and Mexico. But people were so stuck on this topic. How, did this man kill Elisa? What are they going to do? People started getting connected with her. A little bit weird, but I can kind of see what you're saying. You know, when you look at your mom's Facebook, you haven't seen her in six years because you guys had a bad dinner and Thanksgiving. You're still going to check her post. You feel connected. Thank you, Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg, you're doing a great job. Anyways, um, basically, they are seeing what she was like. She vlogged, blogged, not vlogged, blogged a lot all the time. So it allowed people to get kind of close with her and connect with her and really kind of understand who she was. This made it a lot harder for the LAPD because now, at this point, she's still missing, right? Pablo Vergara is, like, getting talked about. Maybe he did something. They don't necessarily know yet if she was murdered or they, didn't have, they haven't even found a singular body yet. So what do they do? The web sleuths help them. They send them this. They do this. They send in clues. LAPD is just so flooded. It's become a national and a worldwide case. What happened to Elisa Lamb? Then you have this gentleman who is just a custodian there, Santiago Lopez. On this day, he came to work and probably had one of the roughest days any of us could have had. And I do feel bad for him because it's one hell of a thing to see when you get a call from your manager, a.k.a. Amy Price, saying, I need you to check the water. I'm sure you guys know where this is going. But that morning, there was uh, a couple who was just showering. They were wanting to drink water, whatever it was. And they were noticing that the water pressure just wasn't right. Now, for people like us who, you know, don't live in a hotel, they're in a house, like I, I, I live in an apartment, um, water pressure isn't always the first thing you think of. But at a hotel, you expect it, you expect it to be really nice to even... It being the Cecil, you expect the water pressure to be how it's supposed to be. And it's coming out a certain like brownish color. All right. So what do you do? You complain to the superintendent. You complain to the manager, whatever it is. So she calls him and uh, Mr. Lopez shows up. And then he goes, I'm going to go check out the water tank. Now, this is the exact moment his life changed forever. Amy Price's life changed forever. Pablo Vergara's life changed forever. 
And that entire hotel changed forever. Now, they were doing so much to change that place. Before they even found the body, before Lisa Lamb even became this, this icon of murder and, and hope and then breaking the hope, they tried to change the hotel. They were calling it the Stay on Main. What this was, it was the Hotel Cecil and directly connected to it was the Stay on Main. You had the first couple floors were you know, the Hotel Cecil. Then it was like three through five was the Stay on Main. Nice revamped. They had a whole separate entrance, entrance to the Stay on Main. And then you had the entrance to the Hotel Cecil. But the problem is, is you still have an elevator that is shared by the people all the time. You can't avoid it. It's just how it is. So with that in mind, there's still opportunity for people to get around and do bad things to the people on the stand main. Now, that is probably what drew her in. This young lady from Canada coming down, wanting to experience life, check out the LA life. It was booming. It's 2013. I want to go see what it's like, check the streets, be famous, find myself, really kind of enjoy life. But the stay on Maine was just the perfect thing to drag a young lady like that into a situation that she ended up in. And now here we are. We are now at Santiago Lopez finding her body face up in a water tank at the Hotel Cecil. Now the police come. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, we found her body. What do you do now? You got to find the killer. You have, you have millions of people all over Reddit. You have them on 4chan. You have them on on all over tour trying to figure out what's happening to Elisa Lamb or what happened to Elisa Lamb. And now they're in a position of where, what do I, what do we do? This girl that we love, that we fell in love with over all of her blogs is now dead. Do we blame, do we blame Pablo Vergara? So the police go and they talk to him. Hey, where were you? How was this? Were you here? They check his passport. Oh, you weren't even in the States when all this was happening. And he's like, no. So what do people do? They still blame them, but now it's like, okay, let's look back at the video. What in this video of her being in the elevator could impact this whole case? And then you see something interesting, guys, and I'll put this up here for those of you who are on YouTube, so please look at that. Um, you will see that the elevator door just moves, and when you see an elevator door, oh, sorry for the microphone for people on Spotify, um... When you, when, you, when you look at the elevator door, it closes, but it's missing like three frames. So it's closing, and then it, boom, it moves like six inches. And then after it moves six inches, it's like, huh, six inches? I think that's pretty uh, pretty pretty above average. Um, however, you see it move six inches, you're like, how did that happen? If it's recording the entire time, why? Which you should see it slide the whole way. And that means someone had to have get, gotten rid of that clip. And what? maybe that was the magic bullet. Maybe that was the, the person on the grassy knoll. What if that was the way that this whole outcome could have changed? Now, could it have been something? Could it have been a, a computing error from the LAPD? Could it have been a transfer error? Could it have just been the fact that the, the setup probably wasn't all that great? You know, that's all a possibility. And the scary thing is, is what if it was, 
What if it really was someone like Amy Price who was like, oh my gosh, I need to protect this person or whatever it is. So you have these theories and this poor woman just wanted to become a manager. It's all she wanted. And now she's in a situation of one of the biggest cases known to man. And it really does kind of get to me a little bit because we're never really going to find out what happened. And the sad part about all of this is the ending and the, the, and the closing of this case is super underwhelming. And it does kind of bother me sometimes. It makes the most sense. But um, another theory people had was the government. So you have this woman from Canada, right? It's one of, it's one of the biggest cases. Why is it gaining so much coverage? Okay, this video was released. Videos get released all the time of weird shit happening. Right, you go on crazyshit.com. Don't do that unless you're fucked up. Um, don't ask why I know that. Um, these videos are out there. Why did this one catch on fire? Why is this one such a big deal? Was someone trying to make sure this got to the top of everything? Because one of the biggest aspects of all this was tuberculosis in that area specifically. And, you know, there was a, bit, there was a big outbreak. Happened at the same time Elisa was at the Cecil. And what makes it even more crazy is the fact that it was named lamb elisa that was what the strain of tuberculosis was called lamb elisa so that begs the question why does this woman just disappear and then die in a water tank face up and she's not exactly a a, a tall human being so you have her lying face up you have this tuberculosis strain that is named Lamelisa. What are the odds, right? So people are saying, was she a bioweapon? Was this a way to kind of get rid of Skid Row? Was this a way to help build up the LA area? Who knows? But that's theory one. The second theory is kind of a little far-fetched for people who are more scientific and thinking, more literal and thinking. But there's the ghost aspect. There's so many deaths. What are you going to do? How are you really going to be able to transcend a, a quote unquote demon to possess them? And maybe, maybe I'm just being crazy. Maybe I'm just naive. And you know, there's probably a ghost watching me right now and being like, dude, I'm going to fuck you up later and I'm going to be fucked. So if I die, that's probably why. Um, regardless, it, it is something you gotta, you gotta consider. There's so many deaths, so many ghosts, so many possessions. Maybe that, that was just the, the right one, this innocent girl. Um, but as this is all kind of happening back in 2013, you really look to kind of try to see what's going on. Now, Elisa had bipolar. I believe it was stage two. Now, this can cause psychotic episodes. This can cause really bad episodes of mania and really bad episodes of depression. Now, at the time, she was staying with a couple women and Eventually, she was Alisa was causing so many issues that she was removed to her own room. Now, this also does open a door for a certain situation for someone to get in, chase her down the hallway, trace her in an elevator. But if you watch the video again, of which how she's moving her hands, how she's just being in that video, just pressing all these buttons, moving frantically, looking outside the door, but there's no one there. You know, I feel like. It, maybe it was a psychotic episode, but then you have to think about the fact that why was the elevator door stuck open for two minutes? How does that happen? I don't know if it was really two minutes. That's what I'm just saying, but it was open for a while, but 
She also could have hit the button that many people have debunked. That there was like a certain button on the on, on the keypad on the elevator to where if you were to press it, it could have been open for a while. But you, you think about it. But she was also prescribed medication for her bipolar, which when they did the autopsy after they found her, they found her with the drugs she was supposed to have, nothing else. But they also noticed it was a lower dose than she was supposed to be taking. And she was very well known in her family for not taking her medication that she so desperately needed. So what do you do? You have this girl who ended up in a freaking water tank, right? I'm a, I'm a pretty big human, right? I don't even think I would be able to get up there or get out from there. And once I'm, once I'm in there, maybe you can get in. They obviously had a ladder to get there, but can you get out? No. But what made this whole case really kind of scary for everyone was you had this girl who's not taking her meds, who's bipolar. You have serial killers in this entire place. You have the quote unquote theory of the government did it and ghosts. But what really fucked this entire operation up was one cop wrote in the report, the lid to the entire tank was closed. So you have to sit there and think, well, if the case, if the, if, if the, if the, the lid was closed on the water tank, how does the small girl swim all the way up, try to climb herself on top and close the lid to end up in a tank? That's just not, that's just not feasible. So of course your first option goes to murder. Why not? That's that's where my brain would obviously go to. So now you're sitting here thinking, great, there's a murder on the loose. You had a serial killer living there. You had your your top pick of a person. You had Pablo Vergara, who wasn't even in the, the fucking country. And here we are coming to find out that when Mr. Lopez goes to talk in court, he mentions the lid was wide open when he went to go and check it. Now, this brings a very new element to the case. If the lid was open, it makes the possibility of an accidental death more plausible. It's not what everyone was looking for. It's not what everyone needed or wanted. But what it is makes sense. I was hoping there was this big conspiracy theory of maybe the government or someone killing her. Well, God forbid, but you know, it's one of those things where you, you, you think about the worst, you expect the worst, you don't get the worst. It's good, but it's not. It is what it is. You had high expectations. However, when you really encapsulate everything, you look at it from a different point of view, you then have all these investigators talking about bipolar and what it can do. And you look and you see, well, she was disruptive in her, in her home life. She doesn't take her meds. So eventually she can get a psychotic episode and be really manic. And then you see that she's not getting along with her, her, her flatmates and she gets removed. But the thing is, is when you're at the Hotel Cecil, they see all this weird shit, if not worse shit, all the time. So when they see a girl who's looking like she's high or possessed or running from somebody... They might be a little, I don't know how to say it, slower to giving her help, right? Neglectful. Now, is that so great? No, obviously it's not great. But that is kind of what happened, I think. I think they saw a girl in trouble, realized this isn't as bad as what they're dealing with literally on the, on the other side of that wall, on the Cecil, not at the stay in Maine. And they said, you're going to be fine. You're in your own place. Maybe that was the problem. And then now she turned up dead.
And it, it's, it's really sad to hear that this young girl who maybe just wanted to kind of find herself, get out there, go with her friends, see, see the world, check out LA, become something. And now she became one of the biggest stories that we all know, Elisa Lamb and the Cecil Hotel. So at the end of all of this, they look at the evidence and they see, okay, it wasn't Mr. Vergara. Then you have someone like Amy Price. She really had no reason to fake the tapes. Obviously, there was it was just a singularity that happened to be very close to home. Now, would I like to rule out the whole thing of the government taking down Elise Lamb? No. However, it's probably less plausible that they did it. And what they ruled out was it was an accidental death. She was on a manic episode. She was seeing things, which is plausible for someone in that kind of condition, for stage two bipolar. And she went to the tank and she didn't drown, but they're saying she died of hypothermia then to drowning. Because when she was checking the autopsy, the the death wasn't, they, they, they ruled it as like, um, oh my goodness, not drowning, but hypothermia. And what makes the most sense too is when she was found she was found without her clothes on they were at the bottom of the tank now someone who has hypothermia believe it or not they will actually have this chemical composition in their body and this morphic attitude to where they just take their clothes off and no i'm not taking my clothes off for you guys check out the next next episode and maybe we'll get there however um she takes off her clothes to either lighten the load and when you're that cold, it is very well known that people will get naked. Middle of Antarctica. People are having hypothermia problems. They're getting, they're just, I don't know what happens in the brain, but that's just what happens. So then eventually she unfortunately died. And the sad part is, is she's no longer here, but the story still is. And there's so much skepticism on what really happened. And the sad part is, is no one, no one, no one's ever going to know. Either something happened that Mr. Lopez knows or Miss Price knows, but I doubt we're ever going to find out. So all we can do is talk about it, skepticize about it, and have fun. You know, it's, it sucks to say that, but, you know, it 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 is one of those things where you're really going to have to look and figure out if this is something that really was a accidental death or it was a murder. Maybe there was a ghost involved. Maybe there's a second coming of Christ and that was the first one we heard of. Who the fuck knows? But guys, that is my trying to tell a story time on Elisa Land. I'm going to have plenty more conspiracies. I really appreciate all of you guys tuning in, having fun with me. Um, we're losing some lights. Um, however, I hope you guys are going to have a lot of fun in the next couple episodes. I'm going to have you have my friends on, more conspiracy theories, different things you guys may not have heard of, different things you may have heard of. But I'm going to go and tell it like a idiot. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this. And I want you guys to check out everything. I'm going to be on YouTube, follow my Instagram, all that stuff. We're going to have a great time. TikTok's going to be going wild. So all I ask from you guys is to just sit back, relax, and enjoy. And I will see you guys on the next episode.